And um, I just feel like there's someone or people out there that they're excited for the school year to be over with class to be over, but they're not ready to go back home. And they're not ready to leave this family. And I know I can relate because sometimes when you are in something that's such as special as this family, and when the seasons change, and even though this family's always going to be connected, it's still going to be different when we're not all together. And there's just been this verse that in this season of change, especially for our seniors, you guys can relate to this. There's a verse of Lamentations. And so I just want to read this over to you guys, and I just believe the Lord wants to meet you because his grace and his faithfulness is never ending. And that he is so faithful and he's so good. So this is what it says. Yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. And so I feel like that's for some of you guys tonight. That even though the seasons are changing, that doesn't mean that God's going to stop meeting you. He wants to meet you in moments like this. When we're all together and you're by yourself. And so we're going to sing this song called, Oh, Praise the Name. And I just encourage you, know that praise is a weapon against the enemy's attacks. When you feel stressed, when you feel worried, when you praise Jesus, when you just say his name, when you declare the hope that he is in your life and in my life and in all of our lives, that's the enemy can't stop that. The enemy can't tear down what the Lord's doing because the Lord has already won. Yeah. And so we're going to sing this song. And I just encourage you guys, if you want to come in closer, if you want to move around, like, there's no agenda here. Like, this, this space, you can come in here. You can go over there. Whatever you want to do. This is, this is freedom. This is time with family. So let's go after it.
I'm gonna call up a couple of our seniors who are graduating. They have a couple minutes of just advice and things they wanna share. So I'm gonna, first of all, call up the man, the myth, the legend, Kundai Mugabe. <laughs> jokes, I'm like, ah, oh, that's the word of the Lord. I gotta share this joke, because that's how good it is. And so this joke, I tweaked a little bit, so y'all gotta help me out with this. So after many semesters of passionate drumming, Gabe, who? Gabe Jones! You, bro! You, man! Grew weary of pursuing his pre-dentistry degree, and decided to open up a medical clinic. He put up a sign with a simple promise. Get your treatment for $500. If not cured, get back $1,000. So, in a sincere attempt to save him, his good friend, Mr. Ryan Tucker, these motherfuckers are gonna send each other. This is clear on that one. Gabe's dear friend went to visit the clinic to save him that $1,000. For who know, Ryan Tucker was not born for such a time as this. And so here's the joke, this is what happened. So Ryan goes to Gabe and says, Gabe, I've lost all taste in my mouth. Can you please help me out? Gabe says, nurse, please bring medicine from box 22 and put three drops in Ryan's mouth. Ryan takes the three drops and gasps. Ah, this is gasoline. Congratulations, Ryan. You got your taste back. That would be $500, please. <laughs> Leaving Gabe's office in shock, Ryan returns home and dreamt up another idea. Returning the following week, he said, Dr. Gabe, I've lost my memory and I can't remember anything. Nurse, please bring medicine from box 22 and put three drops in the patient's mouth. <laughs> oh no you don't, that's gasoline. Congratulations, you've got your money, you've got your memory back. That'll be $500. After having lost $1,000 and really concerned about how he was going to make it through the summer, Ryan left and came back the following week with another plan. My eyesight has become weak, Dr. Gabe, and I can hardly see a thing. Wow, I don't have any medicine for that, man. Here's $1,000, Ryan. Ryan grabs the money, tries to feel it out, and goes, hey, this is only $500. Congratulations! You got your vision back. That will be five hundred dollars, please. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There you go. There you go. 
some of them are really lame. But stay tuned for the summer. I might send out some. Might become a thing. You guys know your jokes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Gosh, there's some really good ones out there. Man, so. Four years college. And I actually officially finished today. So as of like 3 p.m. today, I was done with school. Yeah. That was a bit of crazy. And yeah, just coming here, I've just been thinking about just thinking about the past four years and like, Lord, what should I share and what should I mention tonight? And I think two things came to mind, is that, I was like, there were quite a few ideas that came to mind, and so I had like two sides of the coin. I think the first side is that, some like practical advice. And, okay, and so the first thing was that, I think one thing, I think one thing, and you hear Ryan say this quite a bit, and I think it's so important and so key as you just live, as you live life, that sometimes things can be overwhelming and things can be challenging, and something that was a lot of fun initially, and like, I remember like the freshman year, like you come in, you're like excited, I'm starting this program, I'm starting college. Wow, it's like there's so much things ahead of the future. And I think remembering your why, or what, like why you're here in college, why have you chosen the major that you've chosen, why have you chosen like the school that you've chosen, and the things that led to like that, to the, to the school and the major that you're in, that for me has been, has been very powerful and impactful in, this, in the challenging times when work is getting really hard, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, stopping and like asking myself, why am I here? Like there's a reason that I chose to be here, and what's that reason that I'm here right now? And I found that to be so impactful and so helpful. And I think following up on that, another bit of practical advice is having, like, having a few priorities. And one cool thing I heard Chris Madison share, and I thought this was so impactful, that um, Having to think like, what are the things that you feel called to do and want to be a part of? Because having knowing what your yeses are helps you say no. And saying no, and if anything like me, saying no like to friends, saying no to opportunities to hang out, like that's a tough thing. Especially with like some really good friends or close friends of yours, or some things that are just like fun to get away from things that might not feel so fun at the moment. And I love what you said. You said this that saying no helps protect your yeses. Saying no to certain things are particular things that you said, you said yes to and that you wanted yeses in your life. So it's a piece of practical advice. Remembering your why and what you said yes to. And kind of on a different note, and hopefully this will bless someone here, I've just been thinking about that, is that I like to journal. And journaling is a very fun, it's a very fun like thing. And it's one of, the, one of the cool ways for me that I kind of engage in the, with the Lord is getting down one of my thoughts and my emotions throughout a day or throughout a week. So there's sometimes one John on a daily basis and sometimes it's on like every other day. And one cool thing about how I like to journal is that I like to, it's so funny that Ryan did this from the start of the year, but for me, I like to ask the Lord, like, what's the thing, what's the, what's the thing for this year that you're going to teach me and show me? And with each year, it's been, it's been quite been reflecting on like one of the things that the Lord has shown me with each year. And my freshman year was the year of grace. And it's so cool to reflect on my freshman year. I came, so I came from a Methodist background, originally from Zimbabwe. So I knew a lot of things about God, but didn't know about, like didn't know the Holy Spirit in relationship with him. And that, 
Yeah, a lot of crazy fun things after freshman year. Like, well, you can pray for people and see people get healed. What? You can like go out and see the kingdom of God. You can see people get saved on the street. Like, what? And so, and I think this is a really cool summary of that year was that learning and experiencing. And so we on a journey of seeing that like grace is more than, you know, I grew up always saying, I'm saved by grace, I'm saved by grace, and a sinner saved by grace. And that's actually something like you're, you were a sinner saved by grace, but now you're a saint. It's changed your identity. And now not only that grace is something that empowers you and saves you to be in the body of Christ, but grace is that God's empowerment right now to live righteously. It's, it's his empowerment to bring the kingdom. And that's been one cool thing that has been a continual journey of learning and understanding is grace. That's his empowerment to do. It's his empowerment to live righteously. And to deny ungodliness. Titus said that the grace of God teaches us to deny ungodliness and to live godly. So that was my freshman year. Then my sophomore year, was um, the year of favor. This was really cool because I think Paddy says this in soccer. Shameless plug, if you haven't taken soccer, take school of kingdom ministry, it is phenomenal, change your life in really good ways. And that Psalms 512 is one of my favorite Psalms and it says that, oh Lord, you bless the righteous, you encompass them with favor as like a shield. And I think of that like faith Right? Saved by grace through faith. So it's through faith that faith gives us the access to live this empowered life by grace. And it's that faith that not only enables us to receive this grace to live godly, but also protects us and allows us to walk this life where, how Paddy puts it, like it seems unfairly good how things are for us. And there's literally been times in my life where I've been like, wow. Like out of all the people and you kind of like, like what Janet said, like you can kind of feel like this, um, like this, like you, you want to try and be humble because of how good things are, but like the Lord loves to like pour out that goodness on you. And so like this, this favor, this goodness that's encompassing you and it's like watching over you and protecting you and guiding you. And so walking, walking in that divine favor, like it's been such a cool thing to see like the things that have changed and shifted in that place. And it's a junior year. Um, junior was really cool because junior year was the year of communion. And I remember like, the Lord really saved it and showed me. I think mean, I spent my freshman year and my, and, my set, and my sophomore year really learning and understanding identity. And that, that goes, that, that is so key. Like the Lord wants all of us to know who we are and who's God. And we had a message series on that. But like knowing, knowing who you are. And knowing who the Father is, it's absolutely fundamental to the Christian life. And like, I really encourage you guys, like if, if tonight was challenging for you, and tonight, for whatever reasons, you may have spoken or not have spoken, I really encourage you guys, if you didn't feel or think you heard something, I really encourage you guys like, to get alone with him. Even if you did, like, get alone with him this summer, tonight, the rest of your life. Get alone with him, and don't just like, and get intimate with them. Like, get raw and real. Like, what Ryan was encouraging. Like, get candid with them. There's something in that place of, like, literally like, being in your secret place, being all alone with the Lord, and be like, God, I love you, and I adore you. Like, you're my favorite thing. You're my everything. There's something about, like, being in that secret place with them, and he's, like, pouring out your heart's affection that just does something in you that, oh, like, oh, it's just so good. Because when, when, when you allow yourself to open up and to really just be candid before him, like, if he, it allows him to, like, it allows you to receive more of that, like, and to see him the way he sees you. <laughs> it really, it's, it changes the way you see yourself and the way you see life and the way you live it. 
where you're allowed to really show you who you are and you're allowed to really see yourself who he is. And I think, ooh, great sense, this is really good. I'll end this point with this. That, like, revelation takes a birthing process. And that, like, birthing can only come from an intimate place. And, like, if you want, like, if you want to understand and walk in, like, revelation and intimacy, it's, it's, revelation's got to come from that place of intimacy. It's awesome, and we always encourage you, like, go to church, go to small groups, do all those things, come to community. But if you're not spending time alone for him to teach you those things himself, for him to show you those things himself, I'm not going to put a cap on what the Lord can do, but I think that you're missing out on part of the, the gift of walking with Christ. Is that not only do you get to walk with community, not only do you get experiences, but you get to walk with Christ. Like you actually get to build something alone with you and then the God of the universe. You get to be like your favorite friend, your personal friend. And that, like, nothing in the world can replace that. And the last thing is this year has been the year of learning to working from a place of rest. That was that, that's what this year is. And I have pretty much no revelation on that, which is clear that I need to get more into it and spend more time listening. Um, but I'm excited, I'm excited. As I finish up, so I'm finishing up school and I'm starting to work. And I think there's something about it comes from Hebrews 4, and this is a passage that I think has a reminder for me like, to spend more time in that. But it talks about how the Israelites knew, the, were acquainted with the ways of God, but Moses knew his acts. And Bill Johnson talks about this, and it's something that I, I yeah, I need to like, personally like, receive it in my heart, that the Israelites knew God's ways. So when they were walking in the wilderness, like they were seeing like, the miracles and the signs and the wonders, but when those miracles and signs and wonders were no longer there, they're like, God, what's going on? What's happening? You've abandoned us. Oh my gosh, this place is horrible. Listen, listen, just grumbling and complaining. You hear that throughout all of it. It's the Israelites were grumbling and complaining, grumbling and complaining. Because once the waves of God, once once the, like, the signs of like, what he does was done, they were completely like, missing out like, on like, his nature. And that seeing the acts of God, I think an invitation, so this is the beginning, this is the only bit that I, I think I've grasped on. Like, the, seeing the acts of the, and the waves of God are invitations into his nature. Like it's an invitation of like when you see God heal, it's an invitation not just like, ah, that's cool, the Lord healed that person. But it's an invitation to know that like God's a healer. Not just like he heals, but God's a healer. When you get financial provision or any other provisions on it, it's just like, ah, cool, God provides. But like God's my provider. And so I think, yeah, there's a place I think of where it says that, so do not grow weary of laboring into the Lord's rest. And it's something that's really cool that. I'm going to stop with this little note, but that the Lord spent six days creating the earth, and then on the seventh day he rested. And I think that everything that like, the scriptures show us a model of how we're supposed to live. And then we, can, we cannot abandon that place of rest. I think God's model, like how to live this life, and we get to live and work, and we get to be from a place of rest. And that's something that, man, I'm excited. I'm excited to go on that journey. I'm excited of learning like, and experiencing how to live and walk from a place of rest. So I encourage you guys to Get intimate with them. Receive the grace. Receive the favor. Receive the intimacy. Receive the community. And receive the ability to live and work from a place of rest. And that, like really growing and, and experiencing that, can only come from a place of intimacy, getting alone with them, and birthing that revelation from one and one time with Jesus. We got a couple more. Um, so
So I want to call up my dude. Uh, it's been so cool to get to know him this year. He's just kind of plugged in and alive, him and his roomie, and uh, he's graduated. He loves this place so much, he got a job. He was going to live somewhere else, and he's like, no, I want to stay in Champaign. And they opened that door to like bless him to stay here. So he's staying around, and I uh, want to invite up Eric Greenwell. First, I just want to say I don't usually wear my pants like this. My roommate forgot to give me a ride here. So, um, uh, yeah, so like Arnie, I'm really quiet. you don't know, I was raised in the Catholic Church, um, didn't have the best family life, so I was kind of just kind of taught to trust no one and kind of do good things, you're a good person, you'll go to heaven. And so um, didn't really know who God was or what anything really meant because you just kind of have to follow rules to be a good person. And like, it just didn't make sense to me. So uh, after I graduated high school, I just kind of put my pants on like done going to church because I'm I get uh, more out of just taking an hour nap instead of sitting there in church bored out of my mind um, not even listening so um, went to a local community college with uh, Eric Diaz for two years we transferred here in fall of 2015 um, went to crew for my first year here but didn't really get a lot out of it uh, no offense to Michaela whoever you are I just, I just thought it was, I, I just thought it was like really clicky and uh, oh yeah I, <laughs> um yeah, I thought it was like really clicky and just, I mean, I, I um, had a few close friends I knew there, but just, it didn't feel right. And then for this past fall, um, Eric told me to come to Alive and check it out. And I was like, all right, like, let's see how it is. So, um, yeah, first impression, it was really hot and wide. I was, <laughs> I, I was sweating in places I didn't want to be sweating um, at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday night. So um, that was fun. And then uh, he warned me before, he said that um, you're going to see things that, I don't know what he exactly said. Basically, it's like, just, just get ready for weird stuff. <laughs> so, and I was like, okay, whatever. So, yeah, I saw, like, everyone, like, hands up, uh, worshiping, like, people on the floor. And I was just like, whoa, this is, this is weird. Because <laughs> um, I'm, I'm used to the Catholic Church, we just kind of stand there like that, doing nothing. Um, but, yeah, it was interesting, but, like, I don't know, for some reason I liked it and I wanted to keep coming back. So I kind of, um, last semester was really busy, so I uh, went to live when I could, went to small group when I could, but uh, it really wasn't until the, the fall retreat um, where uh, all the guys were in the circle out in the field. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might sound weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, like I said, I'm a quiet guy. Um, and like, I don't really like to share my feelings or cry because like I don't know you guys just don't do that um but yeah I mean I knew a few people in the circle there um and we were just being real with each other just saying whatever you want to say and uh, I don't know for some reason I just tapped into stuff from when I was like way younger stuff with my dad stuff with my mom that I haven't really thought or really told anyone other than my girlfriend and uh, yeah I mean I broke down crying saying it decided to trust 20, 30 strangers that, like, with a very sensitive story, but, like, I don't know, after that, like,
closer with David Hamilton, got closer with Jared. But yeah, I mean, that's just basically been this past year is just being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. I mean, I still don't do it all the time. I'm quiet. Sometimes I have those days where I just don't feel like sharing. But um, yeah, I guess that's, that's my advice. Like, be vulnerable and like, um, don't question things or question things. Don't blindly go about things. But um, uh, if you open your mind, you can open your heart. And I think that's definitely been a a big thing for me because this has been like one of the best years of my life. Uh, even though it sucked school-wise, that so busy last semester. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I think it was last week. Uh, David Hamilton came up to me and he said he like got a word that like uh, I'm, I'm gonna share that. I don't care that like I've done something I hadn't forgiven myself fully for, um, and that like I don't know. Like I was I was struggling with something and I was like, dude, no. Like I'm on like cloud nine right now. Like literally everything's going good, but like maybe it was work for someone else, but like just I don't know, just ever since I've come here, just like good things have happened to me and just wanted to thank all you guys. Uh, especially Jared, David, Hamilton, Ryan. Uh, you guys are like the big brothers I always wanted, never had. I have an older sister. She's so nice, but um <laughs> But uh yeah, you guys are definitely big brothers I can look up to and I'm happy I'm sticking around like Ryan said. He's uh, working for Kraft, so give uh, a shout out. Mac and cheese, real quick. Eric, you're going to hook us up in a live next year with the mac and cheese nugget, you know? All right, sweet. Man, thanks so much for sharing. It's awesome. Well, we're going to keep it rolling. we got a couple more. Um, at this point, I just want to invite up uh, another one of our leaders. Uh, and when I met him, he actually grew up a missionary. Uh, he's, he's been traveling all around. And he's just such a man of wisdom and vision. We call him the architect. So uh, I can't, I don't know where he is right now. I hope he's in the room. There he is. I want to call up David Butts.
yeah, the sermon I gave was about how we're bugs compared to him, and how we're like, oh, it's trying to make it relevant. It was about, about like how we're cell phones. Uh, so we're like, if we're working properly, we're great. If not, then might be able to check it away or something like that. It's pretty like great. I'm thinking about it now. I thought it was really profound. Um, so I think that was just a really good contrast to where I think God's taken me from there. Um, and just like I've met my father, I think, through this ministry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think it was really cool um, that you shared about uh, Prodigal Son, because that was something I was going to talk about tonight as well. Um, but just seeing the difference between um, like servant and son uh, was a huge difference between high school and college for me. Was um, yeah, even if we like come to God and, and like see Him in His all His glory, and just like I want to serve you, I want to be your servant, just to realize that. Um, you know, he says no to that. He's like, no, I want you to be my son, not my servant. Um, man, and that's what, I think that was the biggest thing for me in, in college, um, was just to realize that he delighted in all the small stuff like my dad does. Like, he loves hanging out with me like my dad does. Um, he loves when I, like, worship and spend time with him. Um, yeah, he likes when I do the right thing and everything, but, like, even better than that is just, like, loving God. So that was huge for me, and I definitely have this uh, ministry to thank. I think seeing all these people genuinely like enjoy God, like not as their religion, not as a church, just like love spending time with God. Um, that's what did it for me. So advice-wise, maybe this is preaching the choir, but like stay at alive <laughs> because I mean this is huge, and the people here are like real. inspiring each other to grow and to love God more and to enjoy him in different ways. Um, so I guess if you're leaving as well, like just try to find people like this, um, people that you respect, um, that you want to become like, um, and people that genuinely love God. And uh, yeah, um, I pray that for you guys and uh, hopefully you have similar revelations uh, yeah, through life. So So much, David. <laughs> Promise I did not pay him to say stay it alive, but I'll buy you lunch later. Actually, tomorrow, right? You got lunch tomorrow, I think? Tomorrow on Friday. It's on a calendar. But man, wow. Thank you, dude. <sighs> so good. Um, well, I would like to hand it off to Michaela. And if you guys you want to come up, Michaela, this girl's awesome. Uh, Especially really awesome in my book because she's going on the world race, which you know David Hamilton and I love. Uh, she's leaving in like two months, right? A couple months? Yeah, and so we're just, I'm just so proud of her. I got to meet her at a coffee shop. She's actually been a leader and crew for the last four years, which we love, and she's been a part of a lot of the last couple of months, and so uh, we're excited to have, hear you share, even though you graduated in December, but we still recently graduated, so here you go. <laughs> about what to share today I was like well I could like reflect on my four years but like I don't know God's just like ramped up my heart on missions and so yeah 
just a few things like come to mind that I just like want to encourage you guys with and like yeah you don't have to like be a missionary like go to another country to like do missions like it's something that you guys can like we're called to do that everywhere that we go like in the second that we like walk outside the church like you know we are missionaries here um and like that's been something that's like totally resonated with me like my last four years of college like it's not about like yeah like i've gone on missions trips like almost every summer but it's like it's also about like what you're doing here like if you aren't living life on a mission here like it's really hard to like you know go and like be a missionary somewhere else too um and like one story actually god really brought to my like heart today and i'm just going to share it i don't really know how it's going to play into the story but um so last summer i worked with this summer english institute um in california and like all these international students come and the goal is to like just love love them and like share christ's love with them um but also like teach them english i guess um <laughs> so one night um i was like i have to go around and like make sure everyone goes to bed on time and like 10 30 is lights out and so like i check all the rooms and like these two girls are <laughs> the light is just on and it's literally like 10 40 at this point and i was like hey guys like knock the door and they're like oh miss hotel like sorry and i'm like guys like you really gotta go to bed <laughs> it's these two like chinese girls um and one of the girls turns to me and she's like oh sorry i'm i'm just like telling telling angu about um about jesus and i was like what like you guys um okay so like i left and um wound up like praying and god was like go back in so <laughs> i was like okay and i went in and like was sitting with these girls like from China, their native language is Chinese, like, they're talking about Jesus, like, in English, and it was just, like, one of them was, like, most, like, I don't know, she's, like, this 13-year-old girl, and she's a Christian, and, like, tells everyone about Jesus, like, everyone who listen, and then this other girl is, like, super quiet, her name's Anglia, and, like, she's just, like, yeah, very, like, teachable, I guess, and, like, was just listening to everything that, like, this girl was telling her, and I was sitting in, and just, like, so in awe, like, that... <laughs> They're like talking about Jesus at like 10.45 p.m. And um, yeah, like I wasn't even saying anything. It's like just realizing like how even though like I, I didn't say words, it's like just loving them, like that shows them Christ. And um, like that girl, Anglia, we wound up like praying with her and she like accepted Christ that night. And like when she finished praying, like she like is in tears and just like turns to us and is like, I feel like my heart is completely full now. Like I was missing part of my heart. And it's like, yeah, that story just like reminded me that like, like we all have that guys, like we're all complete. And like, like people out in the world, like they don't have that. Like they, they need that. Like we need to like bring Jesus to them. And like, whether that's explicitly like proclaiming the gospel or like Kathy was saying like a few weeks ago, like showing too, like, you know, listening to, like, what God, what does God want me to say to, like, these people around me, you know, like, my coworkers, it's, like, it's scary, yeah, like, I see them every day, if I, like, got in a gospel conversation with them, like, maybe, like, it'd be really awkward for a few days, but, like, what do you have to lose, you know, like, <laughs> like, we have nothing to lose, <laughs> like, these are their souls, like, their salvation, like, who cares about, like, if they, if it's awkward for a few days, like, you know, and it probably won't be, like, that's just, 
I think you're just getting in our like way, getting in our heart, and like yeah. So I just want to encourage you guys, like as you're going into the summer, just like step out, like say yes, just like say yes, even like one time, and just like see how God totally provides for you, like in that moment. And it's just gonna like amp you up, and like yeah, even if you feel really like not confident or not like oh I don't know like how to do it like what if I'm wrong like that's okay like faith is stepping out like even when you don't know where you're going and like yeah just like remember that like my favorite verse um or one I don't know one of my favorite verses first Corinthians 3 7 is like neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything but only God who gives the growth and it's like yeah we can (laughs) like try it's like we're not in control you know like all we're doing is faithfully planting seeds and like we could feel like we're doing it all wrong but you know like God's the one who gives the growth like it's up to him so just like yeah remember that when you go into summer and yeah you guys are great If anyone wants to follow Michaela's journey um, or support her through prayer or Finances, come talk to her. She has a blog, and it's super easy to do. Um, or just go on the worldrace.org, but make sure you put the world race. I made that mistake before. <laughs> so, the world race. Um, and you can search her name and find her. So, cool. Well, hey, we got one more person that's going to share, and we're super excited. Um, man, this guy just has one of the most precious, amazing hearts. Uh, the last two years I've known him. Again, I say it to Bob all the time, but I've literally never heard him complain. Never heard him talk negatively about someone. Um, he just always sees a glass half, half full, half empty. And if he doesn't, he does a really good job of hiding it and pretending. But um, he's one of the most real, genuine, authentic guys I know. So, John Irvin, everyone. so cool to see and track how God like has worked in your lives but um like one of the things is like but also I love how you just shared a ton about intimacy and that's something that I was going to talk about a little bit but um like a lot of uh, what I like to call it and what many people call it is like finding your secret place a time a place where you can be alone with just you and God and I mean it's not like um it doesn't have to be like a place that's actually secret that nobody knows. Like, some people, it's like, oh, their car is, like, their secret place where they just go to be with the Lord. Or, like, I don't know, any other place. Like, I mean, I personally this semester have been chilling in my hammock, and that's been, like, man, whoo! God has been in the hammock. It is, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. World Race Essential. What was that, Matt? World Race Essential. Okay, yeah. Hammocks are good. Or life They're great. Life. Life essential, yeah. I think is what Ryan was saying. Yeah. But no. Um, but one, one, one thing I wanted to say that I really appreciated and learned through Alive is the importance of being intentional with people. Because for a lot of my life, I had all these like 
dreams and visions, but I wasn't someone who would take the steps and make them happen. And I would always be like, oh man, like even thinking back to high school, I'm like, thinking back, I'm like, God, I wish you would have moved more in this place. But then, at the same time, I was never the one to step and make that happen, and step and go and do something. So I would, like a piece of advice that I would encourage all of you guys to do, is be someone who, when you have like an idea, or something comes up, to be willing to take the steps and go and do it. Because um, that's really just made, it's something that like I've learned so much through, through Alive and through college. It's like, I can't, like, in a sense, like, I, someone famous said this, but be the change you want to see in the world. I don't remember who said that, but. Gandhi. Yeah, Gandhi said that. <laughs> I knew it was someone famous. <laughs> And I mean, one piece of college advice that I would um, say is, I could have mentioned it too, but it was like, learn how to say no. And like that is, that for me, like my first couple of years, like that was one of the hardest things for me is saying no to people. And things got, I, and I would just end up like saying yes, 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 and always, um, say yes to finish everything, hanging out, playing games with friends. I got like bogged down with schoolwork where I was ending up doing everything at the very last minute. And so my work suffered because I just rushed through everything. And so, learn how to say no. Uh, and the, also, yeah, there's, there's, it's hard to, talk like for five minutes about everything God has taught you in years, where you've grown exponentially. Like just thinking back to where I was as a freshman, I thought I was a lot cooler and a lot smarter and a lot more intelligent than I do now. I um, realize like I don't necessarily have it all together, but I know that, that I don't need to. And it's like not the like the point is not to have your life all together. Is to just to follow the one who knows how it'll work out. And so it's like and there's so many like little things that God has shown me, but um through that, like I like through the season, like I'm a communication major and I landed in communication, wasn't my first choice. Wasn't really my second choice, but I'm liking it. It's good. And, <laughs> but like God has just shown me that, and so for so long I wanted like big picture stuff and like wanted dreams and visions of oh I'm going to do this, I'm going to be this with my life, and I get frustrated like only seeing the step in front of me, and. Like, over time, I've learned, it's like, take that step, and when you take that step, like, God will show you the next step. And it's one of those things, like, I don't know, some of you guys may know this movie, may not know this movie, but it's, uh, What About Bob? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's an oldie, but, uh, this character Bob, like, is very scared of everything. And so, uh, the psychiatrist, or... Uh, whatever the doctor guy, pretty much tells him to just take baby steps everywhere he goes. And it's just going to go little by little, and eventually, like, you'll find the path to it. 
you take. And so I've learned to take one step at a time. And the last thing I want to say um, is actually, uh, there's, so there's two quotes involved, but um, the first one, I mean, I mentioned this at the beginning of the semester at, like the, at our, at, to our leadership team, but I wanted to share that uh, everyone who's listening, but it's uh, Banning Liebscher, who's the pastor at Jesus Culture, um, said this, no one in the history of the world has died and wished they would, or no, sorry, let me start over. I messed up the quote, my bad. <laughs> right. um, I'm going to go to the other quote because I'm just blanking on how to start that one. So, but, um, so I mean, in, in our lives, we're gonna go through so many trials and tribulations, hardships, ups and downs. But um, one thing that like God has really like taught me through my time in college, and I think a really good way to sum it up is by a Bill Johnson quote, and it's kind of about having like peace in trials and peace in hard circumstance circumstances. Where I mean, like kind of midway through college, I lost a really close friend, and that was a very very hard trying time where I asked God a lot, a lot of, like, tough questions. Um, but one, one uh, so the quote by Bill Johnson is, um, to get the peace that passes understanding, we have to give up the right to understand everything. <laughs> that was a good one, guys. <laughs> but there's so much truth in that. I mean, I'm just going to say it again, like, um, to get the peace that passes understanding, we have to give up our right to understand everything. And it's like, if we want something that goes beyond understanding, we have to let go of knowing everything. And so that's something that God has just really spoken to me through um, like my time in college. And there's been, as I said, so much stuff God's taught me. But um, so the last quote, uh, the Van and Leapshire one, No one, so I actually remembered it this time, so no one. <laughs> I was Googling. Oh, th th thanks. Uh, but th thanks, Ryan. Yeah, he's, got, he's got my back. But uh, no one has ever died wishing they would have given, that they hadn't have given God as much as they did. But thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people die wishing they would have given God more. And like, since the first time I heard that quote, like it like wrecked me where it's like, God, I don't want to be someone who like dies and leaves college, leaves high school, leaves where I'm at wishing I would give, have given you more. I want to give everything. And, and like, it's one of those things where like, we're here at like this university or at the University of Illinois or Parkland. And most of the people going around like these campuses, like don't know God. And so it's one of those things where, like, like our hearts, like, my, my heart, like, breaks because, like, I came through here, and there are thousands of, and thousands of people who, like, like, still, like, don't know him. And there's just, like, a hunger inside me, like, for the lost. And if, like, I really believe what I say I believe, like, 
that should show. Like, people should know this. And so, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I don't want, I know that, like, like I don't have no regrets giving God everything I have. So, I mean, I just encourage, like, all of you guys, like, to don't hold anything back from God. Because you realize, like, I, I mean, I like to say, like, maybe, maybe I have, maybe I haven't, but, like, one of those things, like, you're, like, not going to regret giving God something. You may, like, feel like, okay, like, this feels really good to hold on to, but, like, at the same time, like, when you let it go, like, it'll just be so much better. And so, I guess that's the last thing I want to end with. Yep. Right. Well, man, thank you so much for everyone who shared tonight. Um, Before we finish, Mr. Otto, we got one more thing we have for you, Matt. Before the seniors can just come back up real quick. So, Ryan, we actually, uh, so, got, got you, uh, some, made, made you something. And so, uh, yeah, so we have, we have a gift to give you. So many of you guys know that a live used to be on Tuesday nights, and now it is on, uh, Wednesday nights. And so we had a lot of old, like, alive cards that were advertised for the wrong day. So, um, we, like, I, we, I, me and Kuna were brainstorming about this, and I had this idea to do kind of a little, like, kind of craft thing. And so uh, we kind of combined that with uh, all, like, writing you. It is, like, um, all just writing you a letter about, like, what alive is meant for us and stuff. So we have uh, this uh, booklet little thing that, uh, yeah, we have sent it. So we also use some of Ryan's favorite quotes, too, like, alive for such a time as this. Life's a journey, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so there's like a letter from all of us in there. And then, uh, yeah, we got some good quotes on the back. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Life's a journey. Real recognize is real. We've got to say that one. Too. It's good. So, uh, yeah. We just wanted to bless you with it because you blessed us so much.
putting me on the spot. This is back here, real my bad. Imagine or ask for it. 
We think he, he called them and they say, here I am, Lord, send me. Some of them are going to companies. Some of them are going to other parts of the country. Some of them are going to other parts of the world. And some of them are staying. <laughs> and that's just as big of a call. So God, we bless them. We bless them and we impart our love and your love. And we say thank you for sending them to be a part of this generation. And that we're better and godlier people because of this. We thank you that we have a couple seniors that are coming back. And we thank you that when we come back to visit, that they'll be warmly welcomed without just um, um, big smiles. So we say this isn't goodbye. This is for you, Lord. And know that we're celebrating you and praying for you and waiting for you every step of the way. For he who is faithful, who has called you and started a great work, is faithful to complete the work that he started. And that's his promise that he says in Philippians 1 6. We bless you, we cherish you, and we celebrate you. In Jesus' mighty name. I'm scared about the church in Ireland. And then, I don't know, purpose or not, I know we're not pursuing purpose, but you're someone who can live that out. Right? Mm-hmm. And you were intentional. A lot of the same thing is intentional with the people in your life. And there was literally times I was like,